we talk about sales and marketing alignment all the time, right? Well, I think marketing now with its kind of bifurcated uh, data side versus a creative side, it's going to be aligned too. And, uh, and if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have those two sides together, uh, the creative side is going to be uh, spewing out all kinds of content that doesn't really have any effect. How does data inform your marketing strategy? Does it guide it? Is your content subject to it, or do you ignore it? In today's episode with Chris Bucoltz, the Director of Content Marketing at Caldas Cloud, we dive into how and why you should align your sales and marketing teams in a way that is informed by both data and creative. But before you get a completely integrated sales and marketing team, you must first define marketing attribution and figure out why it's important. Uh, well, marketing attribution is very tied to the customer journey concept. It's understanding what it took to get a person to go from first contact with a company all the way to, to a, a closed deal. It's not just a, it's not just a closed deal. It's also understanding where people dropped out in the pathway. So you, so you understand um, where you've got some dead ends and where you've got some opportunities for people to jump from you to somebody else. It's incredibly important in terms of justifying the existence of things like content marketing and some of the marketing efforts within the company. But it's also important just in terms of understanding how effective the things you're putting in place really are leading up to the sales. And so uh, we have been operating in the blind for a very, very long time. It hasn't been because the data didn't exist. It just, it just was because we didn't have a really easy way to get that data together and correlated. And I think, I think we're sneaking up on those things. And do you think historically marketing has been sort of too internally focused? Or how would you sort of describe how marketing historically ha- has been focused? Well, I think marketing has, has, has always been kind of a victim of, of, a, uh, of a very broad job description. That, that's part of the problem here yeah. because, because there's, uh, there, there are two sides of it. And I've been in organizations where the pendulum has swung dramatically from, from one side to the other, the very data-driven, uh, all about leads, et cetera, et cetera, numbers, uh, kind of almost an engineering-driven approach to marketing, all the way over to the communication side mm. where it's, uh, it, is, it is the creative stuff being influenced being being uh, emphasized all the time so so you've got to strike a happy medium i think the the fact that the data tools are starting to emerge to allow data to be uh, easily uh, acquired and and analyzed and kind of merged into plans is helping to get the pendulum a little bit more steady in the middle and uh, and and as that happens suddenly marketing becomes a little bit more of a a real science with a with a real job description around and and and, and a, a nicely uh, defined set of tasks as opposed to what we've had in the past, which is sort of varied very dramatically on the on the corporate culture, on the on the uh, goals of the executives, and on uh, on, the, on the skills of people in the marketing department. I mean, do you think that example of sort of trying to meet in the middle is that sort of trying to put the data on the front end where you're doing your keyword research and you're trying to see you know how many people you're trying to reach, um, and then you're sort of from that keyword research you're being creative, or do you sort of see the data also on the back end and the creative also on the front end? It's interesting. We're actually doing this exercise internally because there's some people here who are very good with numbers, and they're and they're also pretty sharp at at understanding the content. And so what we're seeing is this this uh, uh, you know in, in sales now you've got this kind of this cycle. You want to you want to acquire people in the marketing in the marketing side of things, bring them around for sales, take care of them through support, and then deliver them back to marketing. So you've got this kind of virtuous cycle. And I think what we're seeing in marketing departments that have it together is the same sort of virtuous cycle, which is you, you sit down initially and you're trying to figure out who you're trying to sell to, who you're trying to reach with messages and develop messages for them, get those messages out there and then start to analyze the results of that and, and then start to figure out what that really indicates about what you need for the next iteration of things. Hmm. Um, we, we've, we've, had, we've done some stuff internally, which um, got some fantastic results. 
uh, in terms of response from the audience. We want to, we want to replicate that. In the same token, we've also had situations where we've had uh, um, pieces of content, especially that had good response, but they didn't have a didn't have a follow up after that because we just didn't have that piece in place, and we didn't really realize it until we started looking at the data. So I think until you start putting that cycle in place, this kind of series of reviews on on, on, on an ongoing basis, people who are in charge of the data versus the people in, in charge of creative, I think you have to uh, you, you have to you got you have to do that, and it it really is kind of a matter of aligning your marketing team. So I, I see it as a situation where the two sides do have to work together. They have to be kind of organized and programmatic about uh, looking at the data in relation to uh, the effectiveness of different marketing efforts. And uh, they have to be uh, the creative side has to realize that they just can't sort of replicate or clone effective things in the past. They have to take lessons from it. And learn. So it's it's uh, it's kind of exciting. I think all the I think all the best practices are starting to shift a little bit, and uh, we're getting into an era where uh, where it requires more attention to the data, but also requires a different degree of creativity to use the information the data guys are delivering. How would you say? Do you think that the amount of data has sort of impacted the way that sales and marketing can have a conversation? Do you think that now you can sort of sit down and look at the numbers and be like, now that we know we're trying to target this persona. This is sort of the way that we want to go. And does that conversation look different now? Now that there is sort of the the data behind it, or do you think that conversation has sort of always been similar? I think it is changing. I can give you an anecdotal example. We you know we develop personas here, obviously, and, and go after those personas mm-hmm. uh, in different ways. And then we do the same thing with our content. We try to write for certain types of people. Um, one of the things that's fascinating when we when we sort of do the do the analysis is sometimes. The persona of the people who are most responsive to content is different from the persona we thought we were writing it for. Without that analysis, we never would have known that. We would have, never would have known in a lot of cases that that persona was a persona interested in the product we're talking about. Uh, you know, It's not that we're bad at our jobs. It's just that the customer changes rapidly, uh, titles change rapidly, and responsibilities shift around for a lot of the things we're talking about in, at our company all the time. And so without the data, we would have just sort of kept plugging away at the same persona forever, and uh, and and we would have been ex- we would have been ignoring a group of people who were customers who were sort of teed up and waiting to go. That sort of thing is really great. It's sort of, it, it, data is a great check on uh, it's a fail safe on on your efforts on the marketing side if you're willing to use it. The, the question becomes how often do you check yourself and how do you check your ego as a marketer and understand that the data is the data is pointing you in the in the correct direction. Even if you find yourself, if you feel yourself to be really creative and really on top of things, the reality is things change so rapidly and customers change so rapidly that you really do need to have a fail-safe in place, almost like a data sherpa to keep reminding you of the actual path to sales versus what the, what you thought the path was when you started. Definitely. And, and do you think that sort of in aligning, you know, sales and marketing and trying to get this attribution model all set up, do you think there's a possibility of like maybe ignoring the customer and, you know, why you're sort of doing this in the first place? I feel like that that's sort of been something that we've tried to, you know, always be aware of that ultimately, you know, it's about the customer first, the customer should always take precedent, but it, it does sort of get hard once you are sort of looking at the numbers and, and then you start focusing on the data a little bit more. Or how would you say that those two uh, relationships, the data relationship and the customer relationship, do you think that they play well together naturally? Uh, they do to a certain extent. I think you have to sort of take it from the perspective of providing a service to the customer. I mean, honestly, if you're trying to reach people these days, you have to provide them with content of value. They're looking for value. They're not looking for the time to be wasted by a pitch. They're looking for something that has real value to it. And you can't do that without understanding who you're writing for in the first place. So that sort of feeds into that that need to analyze the audience and, and, and use the data to confirm you're on the right path. My check for everything we do is 
because I come from a journalistic background, is is this content we're developing, the webinar we're developing, is it an infographic we're developing, is it something that adds value to the customer? I think when you do that, it doesn't matter what you do behind the scenes with the data. I think as long as you have used data to figure out who you're talking to and, and, and to understand who the, who the real buyers are and then provide, provide real value to those buyers, I think you're on the right track. What would you say is sort of a best practice that you would give to someone who's looking to sort of realign or, or reattribute the way that they do marketing right now? Uh, I think the first thing you should do is make sure that uh, that you're providing enough opportunities for people to take a, a, a quote-unquote journey through the story that you're trying to tell as you can. Because when you do that, it, it does two things. It keeps those people listening to the story from your perspective versus jumping to some other companies. Uh, material and, and going through that, and and second of all, the more links you provide, the more the more uh, touch points you provide to draw data from from that to understand what the journey looks like, understand where people are jumping. So I'd say make sure that anything you're doing gives your potential customers their next stepping stones, not just the one you think is the next one in line, but multiple ones because they're coming at you from all kinds of different points of view these days. And uh, you might think you're writing for an IT person, but you're really being read by line of business people. And so the next step they take may be radically different from the one you, you anticipate them taking. So make sure you, you, you've given them lots of opportunities to make that next step in a direction that, that goes to, to more of your content. And just sort of keep them, keep telling, tell, keep telling them the story as long as you possibly can. Uh, thank you again so much. I really appreciate your time. And I'll be sure to keep you updated. I really, really uh, can't say it enough, Chris. Appreciate your time. Oh, no problem, Josh. Thank you. To find out more about B2B Nation, please check us out on Twitter, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Give us a tweet, a follow, a subscription, or a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.